Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Good morning. That does mean you are listening to Mystery of Parenthood, and uh, we're glad that you're here. And we'll begin as we always do before we get into this great topic. So, <laughs> Good morning. Say our prayer to the Holy Family from um, St. John Paul II. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, And through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. And grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. All righty. Well, it is the three of us in the house: Thaddeus over there, me, hey, hey, and Steph. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep going on complete my joy someday. It's definitely been joyful, but someday we will complete it. <laughs> hey, we've uh, we've been joking around. Robin and I have been joking around a little bit around the house. Um, she's been reading it alongside beside me. And re- remember, she is the one that grabbed this booklet. And started the whole ball rolling. I like cool. it. That's all right. Thank you, Robin. But um, <laughs> you know, we'll kind of tease each other when maybe I like get in her way or I forget to, you know, put something out or whatnot, and she'll she'll say, <laughs> "Hey, you're not completing my joy." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, can you complete my joy over here? <laughs> my joy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'll say, hey, could you uh, could you come over here and complete my joy? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So we're, we've been uh, kind of playing with each other a little bit. Yeah, so it's fun. Oh, it's fun. This is this is a great document. It really is, and and we have spent a lot of time on it. But I think that um, it really is rich enough to where and for practical sure. and foundational mm-hmm. enough to where it makes sense for us to spend time. I mean, I know that I can kick a dead horse more than once but uh but hopefully we're not doing that here and uh i well if as long as steph's here if you here, think we're doing that please yeah, don't please, call in please, please don't, don't let us know don't, don't because don't uh, uh well steph's usually pretty good about making sure i don't kick a dead horse even once but uh but anyway so we were we were just we we're at the end of the last um, the next to last last session next to last session Holy moly! <laughs> the penultimate uh, section uh, the, of of the third one. With, no, maybe not. There's one more. That's what I get for doing that. But anyway, we're at for, faith formation and the and human formation of children. And I think that um, I, I think the first part portion that they have here is something that I know when we were growing up. I see it more frequently now. When when we were younger, when the kids were younger, there even here at St. Mary's there was a there was actually a you know place to bring your kids um, to drop them off for mass. They did thankfully stop that because I think I think that um, it's important. And what Bishop Olmstead here says is that you need to bring your children to mass. And I know that's not always an easy thing, um, but if you think of mass as what you're offering, not what you're getting. Then and 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 if you remember that your highest calling, mother, father, is to each other and to your children and to your family, then going to mass is offering the best that he's given you, <laughs> and so that may mean 
you know, the walk of shame, which I think we've talked about <laughs> before, you know, coming back, we talked about the beginning of, you know, trying to bring your kids up to the front, which the bad news is if they're young and they misbehave at some point, you may need to take them out and you have to walk back as everybody stares, stares at you and wondering why the heck do you sit You just the put your head down and look like you're really prayerful. That's what, that's what I do. Good. Good. Cause it shouldn't be the walk of shame. It's, no, it's not. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, you're calling God has you right where he, right where he wants you. And, and, um, you know, to be that loving parent that, takes a child out if need be, um, you know, it's, it is part of the, it is it's actually part of the suffering. That's part of your vocation. I mean, you know, when you're, it, it happens. And so, um, I'm sure, I'm sure that is, is doing this, not, not just lowering his head so he doesn't have to see anybody, but, <laughs> but it is a great time to offer. I'm doing my job. I'm doing what you oh, yeah. have asked me to Lord. And so I'm offering that to you. And so whatever, embarrassment I might feel or whatever, I'm giving that back to you and uniting with what's going on. The, when the uh, now Bishop David Condola was then Father David here, David here um, I was outside with, this might have been Alana Claire or maybe Matthew, number three, outside of Mass. And, you know, they were, I had to be outside of Mass because they were, they were being so loud and, and boisterous. And, uh, and he came along and uh, he said, you know, I said, <sighs> pretty down because I can't, like another week, I can't really be in mass. I'm not praying the mass. And he said, nope. I think he quote. I feel like he quoted St. Francis de Sales, that St. Francis de Sales said that, you know, this, this is how you're supposed to be praying the mass. You, you are in mass. This is how you're supposed to be celebrating the mass right now as a, as a father of a young child. Absolutely. You're doing what you're supposed, you know, words mm -hmm. to that effect mm -hmm. and, and, put, and, that, and putting the name of a saint behind it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> but it's true. And then, I mean, and then I'm rereading again, abandonment to divine providence. And, and if we see the things that are part of your vocation as things that come up, there's the, you know, it talks about the active, the active going along with God's will, which is just proactively knowing, oh, this is what the church teaches. And so I'm going to do this. But the passive acceptance of things that happen. So a child misbehaving, um, certainly something to work on, but at the same time, it's you're doing what's being asked of you. And so that that's probably the perfect offering for a dad or a mom at the perfect time to make that offering. Mm. <laughs> so Well, and we just found for our our family in particular, and and you have to know your family, and I think we've talked about this before, but also know know their little food and sleep cycles because you know if if 10 o'clock mass is a snack time or a nap time for somebody probably not going to be too successful at mass um <clears throat> you know so if it means eight o'clock mass or noon mass or 11 o'clock i mean as catholics we certainly have an array of choices um you know to try to get the best time for the majority <laughs> Right. So um, I have I have a funny story about my children right now. I have uh, <laughs> Andrew, the four year old, and he's number four in the birth order, and he is the only child so far who mass is his nap time. It doesn't matter what time he <laughs> goes. It could be eight a.m., nine a.m., ten a.m., noon, five thirty, five thirty on a Saturday. Does not matter. That kid is falling asleep. <laughs> During mass, <laughs> he's taking a nap. So, and I just chalk it up to, okay, I guess he, I guess being at mass must slow his little motor down and he calms down and he feels at, at peace. And so. That's right. And so. What's we're going to do. And of course that's before right the age yeah. of reason. So yeah. one of the things that, one of the things that we have to remind ourselves also is the reason we're bringing them is to be in the presence. That's right. Of Christ himself to just be in his presence. You know, there's the great, you know, the. I don't know who said this, but talking about going to adoration or going to mass and being in the presence. And then it's kind of opening yourself to the rays. Being in the uh, way of know, grace. The, being in the way of grace. And so grace is available there. Grace is available as they're screaming and crying and you're going out. Grace is available at all those times because the source of all grace is present there. And so I'd like to kind of tweak 
that. I know Stephanie probably has a few things. I I do like this. Not 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 every priest that I've known has agreed with this, but but he does use the quote. You know, if the church is not crying, it's dying. <laughs> that is a great quote. I think it. I think yeah, it's a great like quote, that. and and it is nice to hear children there. Um, but there are times I I do believe it's time to remove them. If they're not, I mean, you have to give them a chance, not the first time they have it. You have to, you have to do it. We have to do some coaching and counseling before. I mean, I know that Stephanie, we always talk about, you know, take them to a daily mass yeah, and that, really I work on it really, there. Yeah, because it know. was a shorter, you know, it was a shorter amount of time. So, um, you know, it just was kind of like a great practice ground, if you will, um, besides being in the way of grace. Um but, um, but also, you know, I know we kind of talked a little bit, I think last week about, um, right. that when they got a little bit older, we had, um, oh, and I didn't look for that, Thaddeus, that we had a little scroll scrapbook paper that they had all, we all sat down one time and talked about what the rules were and they were much harder on themselves. Their rules were much stricter than anything we were anticipating, but it was great. And we had to tone them down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. And so, you know, Trevor carried those in. I mean, it's the paper, wherever it is, is very crumpled if I still have it because he would carry it into mass with them. It was our, you know, kind of 10 commandments of, he would of the mass. Yes. For those who yes. can read. For those, Grayson? Yeah. Grayson, yes. right oh yeah. You're violating number four. <laughs> I'm gonna take you out, man. <laughs> but 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 well, and and to have, we had a particular um, mass pack that only came out for mass, so it wasn't something that they had access to. Yeah, it was something special. Whether that's you know, and again, you have to know your child. There was one of our children, and I can't remember which one it was. Couldn't have the story of Noah's Ark because they made every animal sound. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> in the oh, book. No. And so that was not a good thing for that person, for that kid to have at mass. Um, learned very early on with Madison that um, my, oh my gosh, I'll never forget this. She was two years old, front row. Here we were. Um, and I had found out how to say, be quiet in sign language. And, you know, as a mom and dad, you can kind of feel that energy picking up in the pew, you know, like, like somebody's about, about, to, to about to blow. She's about to blow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked down and it was Madison. She was kind of squirming and, and, and whatnot. And I gave her the, you know, be quiet, you know, um, sign language. Just such a, you know, yay mom on this. And she literally looked down at me on the front row and screamed, no, be quiet. And I was like, oh, that was an epic fail. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you got to keep trying, you know, what works for each child each time, you know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and that, uh -oh. thank you. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Now he's got, now now he's got, got sounds. sounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have to put you in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Something like that. Something like, like that. that. Oh my well, goodness! The, uh, that was so funny. Yeah, no Noah's Ark for this kid. Yeah, but but, but we had a mass pack. I would challenge you. I mean, the, they. I would challenge you to bring oh, it was stuff all, that's fitting. Yes, it was for, all saints for, and yeah, we have saint Bibles books and, and yeah. children's Bibles and and maybe even. Maybe even a coloring book that was a yep. that was a, mm -hmm. you know, of mass or whatever. And then again, so you can go to mass. But there's another thing. We used to we used to play mass at home, mm -hmm. some, and and so it was just something to, hey, this is about how long this is going to be. And then on the way, you know, we always say we want to set people up for success. We want we want our children. So being aware of them where they are, but also kind of talking to them about, hey, you know. What what do you what one are you what of the ten commandments are you going to focus on this time or how, how might you know last time you struggled with this you think you're going to have the same struggle this time I mean depending on their age but we would talk to them as they went trying to at least get them on the way prepared for what was was about to happen and certainly if they did go through. You don't. I don't think you necessarily have to promise this, but if they went through and the mass went perfectly well and all of them behaved, and even if they had a moment where they were slipping away and and they regathered themselves, then at the end, 
we certainly would make a great deal about what or didn't so what didn't you think so and so did this really well so that so that you're reinforcing the positive and not seeing it as a as a negative yeah. um because you want mass associated with 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 the, with the positive so um anyway i i think yeah which is funny i don't understand why andrew gets so upset about going to mass because he's the, he's the one that consistently kind of protests about you know, I don't want to have to go to mass, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like telling the kid, what's the big deal? You're going to take a nap. <laughs> it's nap time, man. What is the big problem here? I don't understand. Uh, we used to, there, that used to, we don't, I don't want to have to go to mass. What yeah. I used to always say in the kids was, well, yeah. you get to go to mass. Yeah. yeah, you get to go to mass. You get to go to mass. <laughs> and you say it enough, then before too long, they don't say, I don't, I don't get to ha- have to. Because they all do say, I mean, not all of them, but. but I don't want to get to go to mass. <laughs> Uh, but, they didn't do that though. They didn't uh, say but uh, did, but anyway, did y'all get any? Um, did y'all have any periods when the kids were got older where there was some? Was there grumbling or grumpiness when they got older, or, or was that something that you you know were able to work out at an earlier age and they kind of understood? I don't ever recall it. The be, value of it. Um, I don't recall any of that as they got older. I mean, certainly there was when they were younger. There was a little bit of that, but I I don't recall it as they grew older because we always made it a big deal to go to mass. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, and and that that could be personalities. I mean, I, I don't know what, but I mean, we made it. It was a big deal. We were getting to go to mass. You know, Jesus is there, and and we would emphasize that. And of course, um, there wasn't one of the parents that kind of didn't want to also, so they couldn't feed off of that, and they and you also. Yeah, that it was just probably. expected. I mean, we always. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. I mean, to this day, that's good news. There's no. Yeah. I mean, right now, to this day, they know that's Sundays or. <laughs> I mean, you go to mass. It never was something like, oh, you have to go. It was like that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. um, because that's the one opportunity you know, and you and you share all the things like you know. I love going to mass because I know that I'm in the presence not only of the angels and and the saints that are there, but also of those people who I miss because they've died. My mother, my you know, all of those people are there. That's where I am the closest in this life to them is in that moment. So why wouldn't I want to go spend an hour to do that? You know, so something think, that was important for me growing up was that. Um, my my father would a lot of times talk talk about what was in the homily on the way home mm. from, from right. mass, even if it was something that you know he didn't he didn't agree with the point of view that the priest took on something, or he felt like maybe the priest was getting a little too political or so too much social commentary or, or whatever. But the fact that he did that, you know what that communicated to me? That communicated that this is really important. This is something that is important. And I need to, you know, I need to be paying attention to what's being said because and I'm going to get, I'm going to get quizzed about it or <laughs> it's just, it just set an example of, I can see that this is, you know, making a difference in, um, my father's right life and, and That's it matters to him. And so it's important. It's important for you to be transparent as a, as a parent, yeah. <laughs> um, to to let them see inside of what's going on, yeah. so it's important to show that there was a lot of that. There was um, a lot of talking about how it affected them or what what it made them, you know, think about or ponder or. And then as they get older, even and they get into to ask them after, and and it, usually when they're younger, to say before, hey, listen, I want you to listen to what the priest talks about during the homily, and because I'm gonna I'm not gonna ask you like a quiz. I'm gonna ask you like, what did you get? Well, you know what what did you hear him say? What's the one thing you learned from from it when there was kind of a period of time too where we were trying to read the readings before mass and yeah, we, you would always ask the kids what do you think the homily is going to be on like what do you think you know his points are going to be you know it's always yeah. fun to hear yeah and so you could i mean out. so i think things like that that engage mm-hmm. them both before and after um again this is the pitch of pebbles you i mean we had multiple multiple times what i did have to walk a child out. Um, I mean, that was a normal. Well, pretty much occurrence. with the triplets, you were back there for well, two years. Well, with the triplets, it was, <laughs> I was back in the back with two. Anybody that's listening to this, it was at St. Mary's about <laughs> 17, 16, 17 years ago. They remember me in the back with the, with the, 
the triplet. The stroller. The, the, the limo. Oh, the big stroller. The, the limo. The limo stroller. It was so funny. I I it I couldn't go back there and they, they were so quiet for him in that stroller for the entire mass. I mean, but he that was our sacrifice. I was on the front with the bigger kids mm-hmm. and he was I'll never forget. It was Easter. Yeah. When they when they joined us <laughs> again. Yeah. And then they were two years know, old. But I but I I think it's um it's just one of those things you work at constantly and you try yep. based on where they are to to do that with the intention of doing it. But that's all teaching up the faith. And again, the the next thing I think there's a word here that I think is maybe used quite a bit, but it's not always executed. <laughs> to be intentional, you know, or purposeful. He he says that you know it's intentionally bring them up in the faith so that they take part in the mission to guard, reveal, and communicate love. So it's, this isn't intentionality. I mean, you've got to think about how this is going to go before. You have to have some some practice. You know, it's the coaching and the counseling. You know, how do you respond? If you have to go to the bathroom, you know, tell this is how you would ask when we're at Mass, if that was the case. But listen, we, we're not going to go to bathroom all the time you if we need to you're going to go to the bathroom when we get there you know hard to believe the cashins would be there early enough to go to the bathroom but <laughs> hey let's not that's something we can be proud of but, but, <laughs> let's not talk about but that. anyway i thought you know that that that's it and he goes on he goes of course to take part in this mission to guard reveal and communicate love your children must first have known and experienced love themselves and this is going to happen through prayer liturgy so, so the mass the sacraments catechesis, retreats, and family customs. So those are all that those one, two, three, four, five, six things are things that are kind of tools that that God makes available. And some of those involve you specifically, you know, what family customs, what do, what do we do? So the Ten Commandments was a family custom. It was, there was nothing out of the catechism. It was... <laughs> Maybe the forerunner of the Kashikism. <laughs> but in by, our, by in our family, apparently, customs are taking naps during mass. <laughs> but but again, child. like I said, hey, and, he's and then, soaking up all the grace. And then remember, <laughs> you know, that, that the reason you're bringing them there is for them to be in the presence of Christ. That's, that's, right. that's the reason. That's it's right. not, um, and, and you're, I think I heard somebody one time say when I was there, you know, if, I mean, if Jesus, if you were alive back then and Jesus was, Hey, he's going to be over here at this time. I mean, you'd bring your kids with with you. I mean, you wouldn't like, hey, let's get a babysitter <laughs> and go. You'd bring him, and then he would put him on his lap, you know, and say, "Here." So he he knew. Um, I guess the first true hushers were the were the apostles. I like, get these kids out of here, and he's yeah, like, oh, "Sure, <laughs> yeah. you know, bring him back." So th- there's a balance because we're we're a firm believer that you got to give the child a chance. And you got to give them a chance by coaching, but at the same time, you have to um, be willing to walk out. Yeah, I mean, when you I can mean, see or you can sense that the people around you are being distracted, right? You know, you should. That's when it's time to take them out, right? You know, I think. I, I do too. I mean, I, and but anyway, I that I think that kind of gets to that point. I think that. Um, yeah, I highlighted the next paragraph, eighty-three, where he says. Uh, here I offer three considerations to you parents to take up in prayer. First, how your children will understand the faith. Second, how they will experience God's love. And third, how they will see the faith in the witness of others. So understanding the faith, experiencing God's love, and seeing the witness of others. Did you all have some thoughts about that stuff? Yeah, I um, I actually did. Um, that just first their understanding of the faith. I think that we need to constantly be teaching it. I mean, I think that that constantly, I know I've said this before for all of you older people who remember transparencies is that (laughs) our life needs to be under the transparency of our religion. I mean, under uh, of our faith. And so to always bring it back to the moral reason why, or um, to quote a saint or to, you know, have a feast day, but to make your house, like the domestic church that it should be. I mean, mm-hmm. with colors. I mean, the, the great thing about the Catholic faith is we're punchable. I mean, everything is tangible. It's mm-hmm. smells and, you know, sounds and I mean music and, and 
um, colors. And, and so it's, it's so, um, there's so much you it's out human, there. Right? Yeah. That you can do that. You can just pick again, you know, just a few things. So I think just making the faith very tangible and available. I also remember as a young mom being very frustrated that I wasn't getting my quiet time. And, and then a Holy spirit moment was like, you know what, maybe this is supposed to be a time that you're not, your quiet time is not going to be the best quality that you think, just kind of like your experience of being outside of mass and not being able to celebrate the mass the way you wanted, but that I needed to be an example, a tangible example to my kids. And that was when we did the candles and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and had our, our own quiet time, which of course is not the best quality time for, it was always better if I could get up before them, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what I loved about you mentioning the faith being, you know, smells and sounds and, you know, tastes, for example. I mean, that's why we're going to have drinking with the saints as our yes. theme for yeah. the benefit dinner, October 8th in Waco, November 12th for KDC. Dr. Michael Foley, Professor of Patristics at Baylor is going to talk to us about how to drink like a saint in five <laughs> easy steps. Oh, wow. So, and That's he's going to, and hint, hint, it's tied to the sacraments, folks. Nice. <laughs> well, so, it. but I, don't but miss I, it. But I, what this points to is you know, they got to understand. You want to f- tell them where they can get tickets? Yeah, go oh, to uh, go to redcradio.org and there's a link there on the homepage for tickets to purchase for the KEDC benefit dinner. That's the dinner in College Station on November 12th. Waco benefit dinner sold out. No more nice. spots. Awesome. No Fantastic. more room at the end, awesome. guys. Congratulations. So it's going to be a so big, good. big party, safe party, social distancing in effect. We're going to be safe and fun at the Waco benefit dinner, October 8th, That's KEDC so benefit dinner, November 12th. Awesome. Back to you, Trey. Sorry. Awesome. Well, 83 for me, being the way I am, you, you have to. You have, to, you have to engage. To be human is kind of to be able to think through something and then have it flow out in tangible ways. We're human. So so their experience of God's love is how they receive love from their parents. That's the witness of their parents, which is ultimately the witness of their parents. How, how do they love one another, husband and wife? How do they love their children? What does it look like? And again, I challenge you to just continually... I used to say when they were younger, if I mishandled something, I said, look, I'm meant to be a sign of God the Father. When I was that way, I wasn't. I was a sign of Trey Cashin, <laughs> the, the sinner. Mm-hmm. And and then in other cases, I might say, we handled it that way because I believe that's the best way to understand how God loves. And so, again... It's teachable moments that come in a moment. There's some like, you know, for mass, it's a a specific time. But in other cases, it's just making those connections. Because if you don't make the connections for them, they're not, you know, that's where maybe beating a dead horse a few times is not really beating a dead horse. It's just actually continuing to foster that. Whenever you get to the point where you think you're beating a dead horse, you can see how, how whether they've actually received it. You can ask them a question. Well, why do you think I did that? Well, you know, that's as they get older to just say, so why do you think I handled it the way I did? You know? And anyway, um, I think that that's, it's incarnational. It's human. Um, cause Jesus became a human and, and united himself with us. So yeah, that's exactly what I had that we're God's love to our children. Imperfect, but, you know, intentional, purposeful, like we've been talking about. Um, and uh, I also included in here on asking for forgiveness. I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. whole asking for forgiveness. So yes, just yes. finding those adjectives, adjectives of God, kindness, gentleness, <laughs> trustfulness, you know, I mean, you can go through a whole <laughs> merciful, you know, um, a whole list. And, and, and again, trying to be that to your children. Also always, I think, Trey, especially you were so good at when we said, you know, we love you to the kids, how much we love them, but God loves you even more. I mean, how I still send that. Yeah. We kids. still send that to them. I mean that God loves you infinitely more than we do. 
and we love you kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine so, anything anybody loving you more than us, but I know that God loves you infinitely more. It's just such mm-hmm. a small tip of the iceberg. Um, and to this day, I mean, I sent one not too long to, you know, my 24-year-old daughter, soon-to-be 24-year-old daughter, just saying, hey, I love you so much, but God loves you even more. I mean, um, so they they hear that. That's a dead horse that I will beat. She said that to, to you? No. no. Oh, okay. No, I did. I However, I did get neat. I did get one from from one of the kids, maybe Grace, and I can't remember that his response was, "Hey, and God loves you more too," or something. <laughs> you know? So it, it sometimes it gets to be kind of a joke a little sure, bit, sure, but, sure. but it's in it's not it's a negative. It's yeah. it's yeah. kind of yeah, it's a playful. It's whatever Dad says. I mean, you know. <laughs> but um, anyway, so just be intentional but it's just a moment it doesn't have to be a lecture just just a moment just with texting that's how i use texting Mm -hmm. i'll say so proud of you because of this try to name it you know i'm just so blessed that god gave you to us and i love you more than you'll ever know god loves you more and so i just think that those are type of things i mean it literally takes a minute to text something like that you know, um, they've grown up receiving them. So in the know, carpool line, in it, the, I in mean, the, in the going to baseball games. I mean, you know, I think we've always talked about using all of the little moments. You know, sometimes we want to create the big, you know, which are good, but they just don't happen that yeah, much. I mean, yeah, most you have of to life take advantage of the little, the yeah. little things. So I think moving on to well, the third one about surrounding yourselves. Um, I think it said surrounding yourselves with witnesses, witnesses, um, I just thought about, um, especially like I thought about our married couples group and, you know, I mean, you as a parent need to feed yourself and to be challenged and encouraged by those who are ahead of you, those who are alongside of you and those who are behind you. And so um, I I know our marriage couple group was always a a good, amazing source of just witness and holy inspiration and, you know, um, and encouragement. But also I think when your kids are little, just, you know, choosing those play dates wisely, because there will be a time when your kids will be choosing their own friends, but while you can still choose their play dates and whatnot, it's, it's great to, you know, to surround yourself with, with those what? people who, so you know, yeah, who like Christ centered. Yeah. And also the thing that hit me again this morning when I was kind of looking back over this is, praying for your children's friends, praying for those, you know, um, both for the, both for the ones that are there, but also for the ones that will come praying for certain ones to show up and arrive in their lives, which, you know, has happened multiple times for our kids where, wow, I'm so glad that they became friends. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, with Trevor, there was a group of friends that just took him in. It was like, oh my gosh, thank you God for that. Um, but anyway, I, so moving on to the next thing, he kind of goes back to talking about how difficult it is um, to raise that and that there's, you know, the atheist movement that, that kind of undermines the idea that that religion or faith is even worthwhile and maybe even detrimental. And we have to have an un, a, a good enough understanding of the faith to be able to talk through that with them why you know, how to look at the world through that, through those lenses. So, you know, we talk about, I mean, you could, I mean, we won't get into it here, but, but when you, when, as they grow up and you're talking about human sexuality and where it belongs, I mean, the world's saying one thing, the shows they're watching are saying another as they get older, but to give them, allow them to, you know, introduce them to the theology of the body for beginners or for teenagers and, and understand that enough yourself to be able to say, you know, this is, this is not, we're not saying you shouldn't do that now because it's dirty. We're saying because it's so holy and so sacred that you want to save yourself for the person that you're going to commit to at that point. But being I think one. I think there's so there's there's so much and and it was funny in this in in that paragraph I felt like you know I I kind of felt that anxiety of a <laughs> of that young mother that felt like oh my gosh he put me in charge of a soul like 
does he really know what he's doing up there? <laughs> you know, cause it does, you, our faith sometimes does feel like drinking from a fire hydrant. I mean, there's just so much. And so I think my encouragement in this is that learn with your kids. I mean, I know I was a cradle Catholic that, you know, I've learned so much because of my children and because of the questions they asked. And I had to, I finally got to the point where I gave myself permission that, you know what, if I didn't know the answer, I knew there was one. And so it, just be encouraged that, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed that you don't know the answer because what you're showing your children is how do you go find the answer? Right. You know, is it in the catechism? Is it, you know, um, a family discussion with your spouse? Is it going to ask your priest? Is it, you know, a trusted friend? I mean, you know, you're that's giving your kids tools and again, you know, that's a witness. You're showing them. It is. Them. You're, showing, you're, you're them, showing them. What do you that. do if you don't know the answer? I mean, you know, if you're showing if you're showing them that you always have the answer, that may not be the best best tool to give them. They need to know that sometimes you won't know the answer, but that in our Catholic faith, it's there and you can find it. And, and there's and, a and the and I think one of the things that we often fail at, especially I mean, uh, the way kind of the way I grew up was, you know, that's just what the church teaches, which is good, but the church actually does explain why she teaches what she teaches. So to just say, do it or don't do it because the church says, do it or don't do it is not sufficient. I mean, it, it just isn't there's, you've got to help connect those things. And one way is, Hey, let's learn about that together. I mean, uh, let's find something to read or listen to this person or whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, now you'll got podcasts and all that. Right. I didn't have any of that. Well, you know, one of, one of my favorite is, you know, talk, we were talking about theology of the body. You know, Trevor was probably in, he might have been 14 or 13 and Christopher West came here, oh, yeah. you know, and we're walking and he goes, how long is this going to be? And I said, I don't know, a couple <laughs> hours. He goes, a couple hours. And that was a moment where he was like, do I have to? <laughs> and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And I said, you know, I paid like 20 bucks to get you in here. So I'll give you the $20 back if you listen. And at the end, you can look me in the eye and tell me this was not something that you, that you learned something from and you're glad that you were here. But you have to be honest. So you're going to have to look me in the eye and do it. And at the end, uh, we were walking out and I said, so he goes, yeah, keep the money. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you use, yeah. But, uh, I needed that money. Yeah. But, but I think that that's kind of the, look at those things that are available. Who's yeah. coming to speak? I mean, and, and challenge them. Don't just let them. I mean, if he, he was still young enough to, I said, no, you're coming with us, but this is a big boy talk. You know, this is, this is. This is something big that you're, whether you're experiencing now or going to, you, you, you need to understand the way the church looks at this so that you are not misinformed and so that you can actually give a reason why. So anyway, I thought that was, um, that, that's just one thing, but just be looking for it. Um, I God do like, I God do always like, present you with an opportunity. He does. Just <laughs> keep your eyes open and pray for those openings as well, that you have your eyes open. I love this next one because I think sometimes, and I, and I know there's lots of Catholics that I know, or it even some Christians, I mean, Catholics are Christians, but I mean, Protestants, I guess that I know that tend to think that what, what a Christ, what it means to be a Christian is, well, I want to be a Christian because they don't lie. They don't cheat. They don't steal. They don't do all these things. And that's not why you're a Christian. It's not a moral compass that happens to be above others, and that's why you choose it. He, he points out, he said, our faith entails an encounter with a person. So being a Christian is not, quoting Saint ben, I mean, Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Emeritus, being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but it's the encounter with an event, with a person that gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. I, I think we need to remember that. You, you're not a, we're not a Christian because that helps us to not lie, cheat, and steal. We're a Christian because he's a, our Savior. He died for us that we might get to heaven, and, and he is somebody that 
communicates to us. And that's another thing that we have to talk about. He is somebody that you're encountering. So you got to help them understand by sharing times when you've felt like you've encountered Christ. Obviously, in the Mass, in the Eucharist, in the sacraments is something that you should be teaching them. That's where you encounter him. But you also can encounter him in a situation. You know, read Matthew 25, when I was hungry, you fed me. I mean, and ask for the eyes of faith to do it. But I think it's important to stress to your children, we do these things because we love Jesus. We do these things because he loved us before we loved him, in spite of the fact that we probably didn't deserve that love. And I think those are important things to point to as well. Yeah, I think that um, with with our children, what I've seen, I think there are a lot of ways where maybe they implicitly maybe have that encounter or they, they know God's love for them or their, his presence, but where I've been able to actually, you know, hear from them or see in them that, that change, that encounter with, that gives life a new direction in the paraphrasing Pope Emeritus Benedict is after confession. Oh, because as human beings and, Pope John Paul II spoke to this, that if you don't recognize your sinfulness, if you don't recognize that you're a sinner and you're in need of a savior, you're not going to be able to have that encounter with Christ. And children are, they have original sin, but in one sense of the word, they're very innocent, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So they don't have a profound sense of personal sin, Mm -hmm. mostly. But when they do screw up bad enough and they really have something that's weighing on their soul that they need to absolutely and they really have a good confession you know they really have a, a profound experience of that sacrament wow you know they'll come I, out of there and they'll the the two older ones who have who have had their first confession you know they'll come out of there and they'll say i just feel i'm like floating or i, I feel <laughs> so much better all right gosh I mean, I we still, you know, they'll a couple have come out with tears, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, and so again, be intentional, you know. So when my, now the kids are gone, I promise you there will be a hey, I'm setting up confession for the whole family, <laughs> you know. When you get back, or there there is confession available for Advent at wherever, you know, they have gotten to the point where they they've had enough experience of that to where. If they haven't been going, I've I have one that goes probably every week, every week. but <laughs> because because it's so special to him, mm-hmm. keeping that car but clean. The, but the other, <laughs> but the but the other, but the others, you know, I don't. For a while, early on, if you don't get in the habit of it, then there's then then there's this undue fear, this undue right. I don't want to have to go to that, or I don't need to. And you got to communicate. I had a kid the other day that came up. When I gave a talk on um, when I gave a talk on sin and salvation, RCIA was talking to me, and he said, "You know, I've never been to confession before." And and he said, "Do I do I have to?" And I said, "No, I mean, you want to?" (laughs) I said, "Because it's it is it is a game changer. You you you're obviously sorry. You know that that you have sinned, and you are sorry for it, but." To actually verbalize that and to hear the words and to have a priest interact with you is a game changer in terms of your experience of God's mercy and love. And if you get in the habit of doing it, then you recognize, I really need to get there. (laughs) And that's what you want when the kids go away to college. You want them to be at a point where at worst... When they come home, you're saying, hey, we're going to all go to confession together. <laughs> uh, and hopefully one of them or two of them says, oh, I just went last week <laughs> or something like that. But that they want to go. Because, can, can what, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I grew up not, I, I made a first confession. I did not, I did not make confession again until I moved here. So I was 20 years. Poor Father Mike. 
he got a he got a life confession. You know, <laughs> how much like, time do you have? <laughs> he goes, Trey, hold that thought. Let me step out, use the men's room. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, Father. I mean, I did go to him, and he said, he said, so when's the last time? I said, it's probably been twenty years, maybe. And and he was like, hey, why don't we just set an appointment for my office? <laughs> so. Uh, but but that that was the beginning of that. But don't oh, wow. wait that long. That. Don't wait that long. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's another time when I actually felt I heard a voice. I was going to mass. I had gone through this conversion, and I just go to Father Mike and confess your sins. I mean, I just it wasn't a verbal voice. It wasn't even something that was that. I just was like, and I walked up to him after mass and said, "Hey, can I come and make a confession?" I, I just. I think just one of the other great, we're kind of getting off on a little bit of a tangent. Well, I think this is that on. But, but Holy just, rabbit just, trails. Just, <laughs> you know, instilling in our spouses, in our children, just that, just that idea, that faith and that hope in the sacrament of confession that it doesn't matter what it is. If you can, if you can say it, he can slay it. He can slay that dragon. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter anything. There's Anything, nothing. and there's nothing that that priest has not heard. There's nothing that the priest is going to go. <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that, yeah, the gates yeah. are closed to you. No. no, I mean the only thing that's that that you know the sin against the Holy Spirit is that is that refusal to accept the Holy Spirit's cleansing yeah. power. No, absolutely. So I, I I just I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but I mean I think that again. The experience of the sacraments is, as he lists here, and in the liturgy is, as he lists here, are where that encounter occurs. But it also occurs at home. It occurs out in the world. You just have to pray for their eyes to be open to it and for you to point it out to them. There's Jesus. Yeah, and I think my thoughts on on this as well, in addition, was, again, kind of knowing your child. We had some that were big retreaters, loved the kumbaya and all the praise and worship. We had some, not so much. And so to try to force your child into a cookie cutter faith experience, yeah. um, we definitely noticed like very early on with our oldest was like, we're, we're killing him. I mean, we're just, we're, we're not igniting a fire. We, we are, you know, um, and so we, we had to have that conversation is what, you know, what would feed you? What What about our faith? Where, how, where do you, how, you know? Because he didn't want what, the kumbaya. Yeah, he was he not a kumbaya. Like, he he like was not a kumbaya. More yeah. intellectual. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. our, yeah. We had several that were, you know. Love that stuff. Yeah, we had some that were both, you know, intellectual and the kumbaya, but we have a couple that were, they just want the meat. Give me the meat and potatoes. Tell me what we believe. I want to know why we believe it. Where do you find it? You know, <laughs> kind right. of thing. And right. so, so we, we actually, Trey, you know, blessed that he, obviously that he um, has his master's in theology, and we created a group for for. But you, but this it one doesn't, to, you don't you know, have to do that. No, I mean, but but it was like, but it was that. yeah, no, no. I mean, you you, you know, we just got he, he got some of his Catholic friends, and and we you know. Did you create a group, group to give him the kumbaya too? Did you do get no. the guitar no. out and sing a little bit? <laughs> of that? No kumbaya in this house. Other than when I import people, but um, which I have done. I back in the day I used to take the people that did it at eleven o'clock. Go uh, Reggets, Dave. Reg- oh, Dave Reggets. Dave yeah. Reggets. I used yeah. to say, I'll, I'll I'll make you some really good barbecue if you come over and <laughs> sing at the house. <laughs> so awesome. shout out to Co- Dave. College kids are at always, eleven o'clock. That's right, the eleven o'clock mass. That, that back was in a the great day, group. Oh but, my gosh! But, yeah. uh, wow. There's but, an old but, brain cell. <laughs> but again, I think I think it's important to remember that you got to look at them. You cannot make being Catholic a have to. <laughs> You can't. But see, I think also, and, and and I can't remember what paragraph in here he talked about, like the hospitality and, you know, opening your home and being a witness to people. That was a way to do that. Like we fed a college kid. He played spiritual music for our kids. I mean, it was a win, win, especially if you live here in College Station. You got I mean, so we much. We have got a, yeah, it is a breeding ground of faith in he, I mean, up in here with all the kids and all their gifts and and having these older kids witness to your younger kids and, you know, and, and I mean, you know, we think we're pretty cool, but these St. Mary's kids were really cool. <laughs> right. And they always have been. And so, so 
go ahead and 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 use that but just remember I don't believe, I, I do believe that, okay, when they're preparing and they have to go, then they have to go. So sure. there's nothing wrong with saying you yeah. must go to this. Yeah. But when you get post-confirmation and they're not getting something from a youth group or whatever, then you say, okay, listen, you're, you're just like me then. You don't have something. So we need to work on finding something, something that will help you. Mm-hmm. Because I or go to Bible faith. studies. Right. I go to book studies with friends. Because I still have to learn. I still have to be around people who are challenging me, encouraging me, all that type of stuff. And so, again, that's a witness. Mm-hmm. You're saying, but, but to force them at post to go somewhere. So I'm so grateful when, I've, when we did have, run across ones where they were like they wanted to go because the person that was leading was somebody that was drawing them in. But if that's not the case, then don't just slough them off. Just say, look, part of being an adult is you're meant to continue in growing with this. So do it. Hopefully, I mean, to put this all in a nice bow, hopefully part of faith formation is you got to read the child. You got to read the circumstances and you got to make them want, not make them, you got to encourage them to want the encounter, to want the mass, to want confession because they're all game changers. Well, and sometimes you have to form those opportunities. I mean, we, you know, I said the group that you started, but then we also had a group one time that it was a, you know, a young married um, friend of ours that, that mentored and shepherded these guys, right, exactly. and it, you know? And so, but we knew <laughs> that our kids that were going to this group with him, we knew that he was giving them solid Catholic formation. I mean, right. you know, and then I, it made me think of Red Sea where all of this <laughs> Where yeah. all of this started was, you know, a, a group of families that wanted to get together and talk, and, about, the yeah, faith. And talk about the faith. And we are out of time, but I am going to do our, our, um, our My memory son. verse. Yes. Which is Romans eight eighteen. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. Uh, Romans eight eighteen. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, God only helps you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. He will. God bless you. Pray God for bless. us. We're praying, praying for, for you. you. Bye.